Welcome to the Bermuda Lawn Dominators podcast, the one-stop destination for all things lawn care, where we unlock the secrets to achieving a pristine and envy-inducing lawn. I'm Jason Crane, and I'm here with Skip Wheeler. We're not experts, just passionate about lawns. Bermuda Lawn Dominators get the grass you need, all four tenants, low water, fertilizing weed, your go-to stop. Just to help your lawn, you'll be proud to walk outside to see the change that's undergone. Bermuda Lawn Dominators, let's go greener together. In our last four episodes, we covered the four tenets of lawn care, mowing, watering, fertilizing, and weed control. Today, we take it up a level and explore three advanced techniques that will set your lawn apart from the rest, sand leveling, aeration, and mowers. These are the secrets that lawn enthusiasts use to achieve awe-inspiring results that turn heads and spark envy. But first, let's quench our thirst with the Lawn Beer of the Week. Welcome to the Lawn Beer of the Week, where we motivate your lawn care with a side of hoppy happiness. Join us as we sip on refreshing brews that pair perfectly with tending to your lawn. Get ready to enjoy some grassy goodness and raise a glass to a lawn well done. All right, what kind of beer we got? So today we have the Sun Bump. Sun Bump. It's a Belgian uh, style wheat beer. Yep. And it's from Wise Care Brewing Company in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, one that's not from Texas. That's great. Yes. So yeah, I think this one and the last one weren't from Texas. So okay, great. Trying so to people, branch out a little bit there. Yeah, people ought to be able to get this wherever they're at. So a nice orange can with a little psychedelic drawing on it. Very aromatic smelling. I can yeah, smell it. For- yeah, it's supposed to have lots of notes like coriander and um, <laughs> what do you think? Oh, that's got a little Grains bit of a of bitter. Paradise. Yeah, I'll Oranges. drink it, but it's got a bitter um, taste to it. And I'm not a bitter beer fan at all. Or not bitter, I guess. Is that the right word? Am yeah, I-, I I would say bitter. Yeah. yeah. It's... It's a pretty good, it's pretty light, uh, not too high on the ABV, the alcohol yeah. by volume. It's a 5.1, mm-hmm. um, but it does, it has a little of a finishing, a little aftertaste that's, that's yeah, a it little does. bit more bitter than the other ones we tried. I like it. It's just a little bit more bitter than I'm used to. But it's a it's a good light wheat beer Or maybe good for the summer. Is there hops in wheat beer? Because yeah, that, yeah. that's what I think I'm tasting is a, is a hops or something. I don't know. Yeah, it, there is. There is. There's, okay. Yeah, I think that's what I'm tasting is a heavier yeah. hops, and that, I think that's what it is about beers in general. I don't like, but I do like this one. This one's okay. It's not been my favorite one so far, but I do yeah. like it. Get out and get you some sun bump. Yeah, uh, try some. Can... And if you have some ideas for beers, yeah, let us know. Just uh, drop a note, drop a comment on the Facebook page, and let us know. Yeah, we'll look. We'll look it up. If we can get it, we'll try it. There may be a bit of competition out there for different ones we should try. But we'll. Uh, yeah. If if you make some recommendations, we're happy to give it a shot. All right. So what are we talking about this week? So today we're gonna. Um, we've covered the four tenets. Yes. Of lawn care, the things that you must do if you want to have a nice lawn. So now we're going to take it up a a little bit and we're going to look at three different things that may just set your lawn apart a little bit more 
make yeah. it the best in the neighborhood, best lawn around, give you that domination line that you see on a lot of the pictures that we have on our Facebook group. Yeah, you know, I think if you take care of the four tenants, mow, water, fertilize, and weed, you're going to stick out already. But if you want to mm-hmm. go to that next level, these yeah. are the things to start getting. And once you've got a handle on those four things, you, you might start getting a little bored with your lawn, right? So right. give you some other things to do. And there's exactly. the lawn's a living thing. So there's always something else to do. And there's something else. To, there's always something you can do to take it to the next level. So what's the first thing that you recommend? So the first thing that we're going to talk about is sand, sand leveling. Yes. So uh, let's just talk about why do we sand level? First of all, I mean, it kind of, you know, gives you an idea Mm-hmm. in the name but right so it's it's not so much leveling as as it is flattening right right so you're just flattening your yard try to get that nice flat golf green look to your lawn i have done it a couple times in my front yard my backyard is way too big to go back there and do it but right i've done it a couple times and it does help but it takes several times maybe even every year uh, for a few years and then every once in a while doing some maintenance of doing it as well. right why do we use sand why don't we use topsoil well that's a great question and a lot of people are adamant that they're not going to use sand they're going to use some topsoil or manure but anything that's organic will break down over time right and so that will just create your divots and your holes in the lawn will come right back come back as yeah. that breaks down so we use sand because it's not organic and it doesn't break down and it creates that flat surface so if you want to fertilize or if you want to put compost down that's fine but it's not going to do the same thing as leveling your lawn yeah and i think it gives you a little better drainage too you yeah know, it, it absolutely does you know, it, the particles of the sand can sift down through the grass better, mm-hmm. I think, and fill in yep. all those low spots for you a little bit yep. better than if you have something that's more clumpy, like the topsoil. And yep. that's a little bit harder to work down into those low spots. Yeah, it is. Than the sand. A lot of people be. ask me what type of sand, and I, I just use masonry sand. Just get a load of right. it from the um, gravel place downtown, and they bring it out on a truck. Yeah, and the masonry sand, the, the particles are really smaller than other types of sand that you can get out there. And it's nice and it's clean and dry. You don't get a lot of junk in it, right? Right. So, well, and if you're yeah. needing, if you're not needing a truckload of it, you can go to Lowe's and buy some play sand play as sand. well. Yeah. And a lot of people have done that. I haven't done that. I probably should. I got a couple of holes I need to do. So what kind of tools can you use to do your sand leveling? So you buy your sand, mm-hmm. you go out, get your play sand, masonry sand, what, um, well, and you want to get started. The first thing you're going to need is a shovel. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, but I, the shovel or some way to move the sand from a pile into the yard. But then you want a, either a leveling rake or a landscaper's rake. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those? Yes. I have one of those. But that's a lot of work if you're doing a big area. So I also have a drag mat that I pull behind the riding lawnmower. It's just a drag mat that you use for baseball fields, stuff right. like that. And it, okay. it works very, very well. But you don't have to do that. You could build – I see a lot of people build their own. Yes. I've yeah. seen several on on our Facebook group There's, where people build their own leveling rake and it, and yeah. it works good. Or even the, the drag mats. You can build yep. your own for the yep. – on the drag mats too. And pretty much anything that'll drag across the yard. You know, I've, I've even seen people take a two by four, uh, a couple two by fours and put some weight on it and then just put a rope on that and drag it by hand. That right. works as well. Yeah. And that way you have some control over the size too. Anything yeah. over about at least four foot wide is what I would probably do. Or at least four foot wide. Maybe mm-hmm. you could might be able to get away with a little bit less than that, but about four foot wide and drag it through the line with a little bit of weight on it and just go over and over. But I would recommend scalping first. So okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you take it down as low as it, as you can go. Yeah. And you, um, and then you can get the sand and then, and I haven't done this myself. And this is something that I plan on doing at the beginning of, of the next season, growing season. Yeah. Because, you know, I had that brand new lawn and it is definitely. Yeah. New lawns need, are lumpy. In need yeah. of leveling. They're always lumpy in the beginning. And it takes some time. And I think you did, you know, an alternative to sanding is also uh, rolling. rolling. And yes. you did that once already. I did. How did that, that. work? Uh, it worked pretty well. Uh, I just rented a, a, a roller mm-hmm. from Home Depot and you fill it with water. That's where you get the weight and mm-hmm. you just push it around your yard, you know. And I did it multiple directions trying to, you know, get it from different directions. And it helped some. But yeah. there, it, where I noticed that it wasn't helping is where you had, it was making the high spots lower, but there were some places that where it dipped, the lawn dipped down. Mm-hmm. And in those spots, you know, you couldn't make the rest of the lawn as low as that dip. Yeah. So that's where I need to go go in and, and do sand. a good sand leveling yeah. on that. That makes so. sense. But it did help with the high spots? It did help with the high spots, That's yes. good. Yeah, and I probably need to do it one more time. The thing about that is you need to get, either do it after a really good rain mm-hmm. where it's nice and soft, the ground's nice and soft, or, or water it really, really well before. Yeah, that makes sense. You get out there and do. Yeah, that. I don't guess you had much rain. No, out there, I didn't. So. I tried to water. I tried to water as much as I could, but I, I think it was probably a little bit too dry, and um, and I had so much to do. It was it's crazy unlevel, and it's still pretty bumpy out there. So it'll settle over time as well. Yeah. A new lawn's going to settle for probably a year or two. So I did notice that um, some people use a broadcast spreader to spread their sand. Yeah. I've seen that. I've never tried it. It doesn't yeah. look very efficient to me. Um, yeah. I would think that you would do that if you didn't have a whole lot of, uh, if the the elevation differences weren't that much. So the yeah, dips weren't that, that. that low, you could probably use a broadcast spreader. But most of what I've seen is people taking a wheelbarrow and a shovel mm-hmm. and distributing the sand throughout their yard and then pulling it either with a with a drag mat or or with a with a rake yeah that's pretty much what i've seen i've have seen those professional level uh droppers i don't know what you call them where they they load it up drive you drive it around the lawn and you just drop like a layer of sand all over that Mm -hmm. would be awesome but I would think, I mean, that's a professional level machine, so I don't right. know where you could rent yeah. one of those. Maybe maybe one of the equipment rental places would yeah. have it. Or if you have a good friend that works at a golf course, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, or so. if you're on a golf course, maybe you just drive it over. So when, when is a good time to, to level your lawn? You know, anytime it's growing is fine. Right. Um, Starting the spring is when I typically like to do it. And I feel like this time of year and where we're at, it's so hot that I, I wouldn't do it this time of year just because it's a lot of the grass is in dormancy just for the, because of the heat. So I like to do it in spring, but I notice there's still plenty of people doing it this time of year. Um, especially out closer to the East coast, Alabama, Georgia. I've seen people doing it out they're there. They're getting plenty of rain. Yeah. They're getting a lot of rain. Yeah. So that, that helps. And mm-hmm. we're, we're just not having the growth. I mean, to be honest, I don't even really, there's no PGR or anything on my grass right now. And I'm not really having to mow, but every, four or five days right yeah so i'm same way so if it's not growing if it's not actively growing don't you don't want to do it right okay that makes sense yeah and you can you know like like skip said 
do it at the beginning of the growing season in the spring, early summer. And then as you're going along, you know, throughout the season, if you have some low spots that you notice, you can grab a bag of yeah. sand from Lowe's and, yeah, and level that one spot. So, and I, I have done that. Uh, I haven't done the full yard, but I have taken a few bags of sand that I had left over from other projects. Just actually. to level it out a little. Yeah, just to level it out. There were in my old lawn. There were a couple places where they had uh, they had a clothesline pole at one time that oh. was taken up, and even though it had been filled in, it kept sinking down. I leveled mm-hmm. that out pretty well, and then we had some other pretty good dips in the yard, and I just. I leveled those. Yeah, I remind people it's just like a divot on the golf course, right? right? They always have you just fill it with sand and you just go on and right. Um, and so and then, you can do that in your yard just as well. Yeah, and if you see the the pictures of the that the people take on the Facebook group or online anywhere where people have done it, it looks crazy. I'm yeah. sure the neighbors will think you're. Oh, when they first put the sand down. Yeah, when you put yeah. first put the sand down, it looks Look, like. Looks like the beach came. Right, to visit exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there's a little bit of grass peeking through in certain areas. But, I mean, it, it doesn't take very long before that grass. No, it doesn't take long through. at all. But that's part of what makes it fun, too, is when the yeah. neighbors think you've just, now you've done it. You've lost now your you, mind. Yeah, you've yeah. lost your mind. <laughs> you scalped it, then you've covered it with sand. Your lawn's not going to recover. Right. And then a few weeks later, they're yeah. asking you what you did, even though they saw you do it all. And then they right. tell you it won't work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so that's um, sand leveling. Yeah, it, you know, don't overthink sand leveling. If, mm-hmm. As long as the grass is actively growing, just put sand out there. Um, stick with something that doesn't have any organics in it, and just press on. Don't overthink it. Just do it. And if it doesn't work the way you wanted to the first time, change it up a little bit the next time. You know, it's not something that you do once and forget either. It's it's something you're going to have to do several times before you get it to a point where it's really noticeably flat. So the next thing that we want to talk about is aeration. Aeration, again, is something else that I haven't done to my lawn yet. Like many of you, I'm probably at the beginning stages of getting my lawn to that pristine where everybody's turning their heads, looking at it, asking yeah. me if it's real or not. Well, really, with the new lawn like you have, mm-hmm. I, there shouldn't be any reason to aerate because they just put they, backfilled. they just put it down. Yeah, they yeah. just put, backfilled that whole lawn with, with soil. So where you want to aerate would be where... The lawn's starting to get compacted. If you have a lawn that's getting compacted, then you want to aerate just to loosen up that soil. And the reason you want to do that is to allow the nutrients and water to get down to the roots. I have, I've been here for 10 years. I've never aerated. I probably mm. should at some point. Um, we don't have clay here, so it, it doesn't get compacted as easily as some soils. But it, it can still get compacted for sure. But that's when you want to do it. Anytime you get some compaction going on. And the way to check is just by looking and, and seeing if the, the soil is hard and compacted and might even try the stick test just to see how hard it is to push stuff through. But if you're getting some compaction, then I would aerate. On my last lawn, it was the one that I brought back from, you know, nothing mm-hmm. but dirt and a few sprigs of Bermuda grass. It was due an aeration yeah. if I hadn't have moved to this new one. That was one of my plans. And the, but that soil was was a little bit different than the soil here because it mm-hmm. was it was mostly clay and it would compact pretty well. You know, one of the biggest things causing compaction is just mowing in the same direction all the time. Uh, so that causes it. I think that's a lot of what the compaction that I have going on. Yeah. So mow um, perpendicular. Mow yeah, that- I, I try to mow in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um 
I mean, I am partial to pointing my lines at the neighbors. Right. But, <laughs> but I, I should change it up a little bit more than I do. I do change it up, though. When it comes to aeration, there's some different tools that you can use and different types of aeration. Because you can do the spike aeration where you're mm-hmm. basically poking holes in, into the ground. And then there's core aeration where you're pulling out plugs of, of dirt and grass. Mm-hmm. What are some of the different tools that we can use for those well, there's also the shoes. The you shoes, can, you can yes. Order those. Yes, the shoes with the big spikes. <laughs> the big spikes yeah. on it. So uh, then you just make a few laps around the yard with the, <laughs> with the spike I've shoes. I've seen them. That, that looks like way too much work for me. I don't know how well they would work. I guess yeah. if you're creating holes, it'd be fine. I think mm-hmm. the core aeration is probably the most efficient and probably the most beneficial. Just thinking about it from a theoretical point of view, you're removing the soil and putting it up on the top of the grass. So the... So that way you have some space for that soil to move into. With anything else, you're just compacting it in spots with spikes. So the the top layers are able to loosen up a little bit, but it's still mm-hmm. compacted underneath. I don't know. I, I don't know if one's better or not. I would think core aeration would be. But like I said, I haven't done yeah. it. So the, the research that I've done all said that core aeration was actually better for your lawn than the spikes. The spikes will help. You know, even cutting those rhizomes, you mm-hmm. know, the Bermuda helps promote the growth, the spreading yeah. of it too. And so either one will do that, but the core aeration really, you know, it pulls that soil out, like you said, to the top of the ground and it gives the, the nutrients a, a pathway down to the roots of the... And then what do you do with the the cores? Right. That's That was my next question. Uh, yeah. That's kind of a debate that I've seen go back and forth on our Facebook group. Yeah. Um, what, are, what are most people doing? Uh, there's different things. Some people use them as plugs mm-hmm. for areas of their lawn where maybe it's not growing so well, you know, they need, so they can pull those plugs up and, and just plant them, somewhere, plant else. them somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That would work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just kind of use it as a plug for grass and other areas. But I, I think most people are just leaving them there and let them, letting them just break decompose, down on break themselves. Down. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And that's probably what I would do. Maybe I would rake them up in the front yard, but right. just, just for the aesthetics. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. It would look nicer than having the huge now, plugs sticking out on your lawn. So I guess if you're going to do some aeration, it might be good to do aeration and then sanding right right following it. Right. Not, that's know? what I'm. That's what I've read is um, a lot of people do the aeration right before they sand. So then, so to your next question here is what time of year do you aerate? So I guess you'd want to do it as long as it's growing, right? right. Actively growing. Yes. So the same thing with sand leveling. Mm-hmm. Anytime you. You could do one, you could do the other. Yeah. So really, you could scalp your lawn, mm-hmm. do your aeration, mm-hmm. preferably core aeration, and then you can um, do your sand leveling. Yeah, and then fix your sprinkler system at the same time. Right, exactly. Because you're going to hit something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one thing you need to you watch out for, the sprinkler system. Uh, that, that's yes. one of my biggest fears because here we're on rock. We're on pretty much mm-hmm. solid rock. And so the sprinkler company, when they put the – pipes in did not put them in very deep so it, mm-hmm. and i don't know exactly where they're running i, I kind of got an idea but i'm just i'm confident i'm gonna hit something well and i have a concern and i saw that someone asked this on the on the facebook group a few months ago and no one really had an answer to this so if anyone knows you know let me know but you know i have that drip system oh yeah with the lines they're not running in straight lines. Oh, yeah, they're, you can't do Corey. They're operation. all over the place, and they're right below the sod. Yeah, they're I, right below the sod. You would so, not be able to do core yeah, aeration. Yeah, core aeration at all. 
Yeah, so that may be, I mean, if, yeah. I, if I ever have to do it, maybe I, I do the spikes and hope I don't. Just create some new uh, drip lines. Drip, yeah, <laughs> new, new, new holes in the drip lines. But there are a few different tools that you can use for either spiked or um, core aeration. You have the, for both of them, you have the handled tools that have, they either have the spikes or they mm-hmm. have the three or four hollow core tines on the bottom that, yeah. and you just put them in the ground, step on the plate, mash them in the ground and then pull them out. And then if it's the spikes, they'll just create holes in your yard. And if it's the core aeration tool, it pulls that, those plugs out. So that may be a way to go. If you don't have a real big lawn, yeah. that'll be a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. And then of course you have, you know, the rollers, the drums. That, oh yeah. I've that seen you those can as roll well. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, those are always just spikes, right? They're not, Cool. Yeah, they they do have um, some rollers with the, with the hollow tines, and oh, okay. where you can do core aeration with those. Yeah, that's an area um, I haven't really gotten into at all, and and really a lot of it's because I haven't felt like I needed it, and I'm a little worried about the sprinkler system. Yeah, that's definitely a consideration that you have to take into account is mm-hmm. what's what's beneath the surface there. Yeah. So our next topic that we want to talk about to take your lawn up to the next level is what kind of mower are you using? I know we talked a lot about in our first couple of episodes about how you don't have to, you know, go out and buy an expensive no, mower you don't. To, yeah. to have a nice lawn. But if you want to take it up to the next level, you can choose a, a nicer mower if you have the extra cash to... Yeah, it can get expensive for sure. What I tell people once they get ready to move to a real mower is just look on Craigslist or on... Um, marketplace you'll find somebody getting rid of one but going from a rotary to a reel does kind of change the look there's some good rotaries out there and there's a the honda does a really good job and it looks really nice but the biggest problem with it is that a rotary mower has a big deck on it and that deck spans you know 20 something inches and everything underneath it is what it's going to mow so if you have some low spots where it's going to high center so that's where you end up scalping. That's the difference between where a rotary will scalp a lot more than a reel will. Because a reel has a bar across the front, a roller. Generally, most of them have a roller across the front. That keeps it from scalping at all. So that's the difference. You can have a really nice lawn with a rotary, but you're going to have to mow just a little bit higher than you can right. with the reel. Yeah. With the reel, you can get in there low. So one of our members of the Facebook group, Ryan mm-hmm. Bedevy, and I'm maybe uh-huh. butchering the last name if I am, I'm sorry. But he, he did a little uh, experiment today to show everyone the difference. And he um, mowed a, a small strip of his yard that he usually keeps under half an inch uh-huh. with his McLean reel. And he mowed it with his rotary. And it, there's scalped places in there. Yeah. And he's mowing higher. He was mowing at three quarters of an inch yeah. with the rotary. And it still scalps some of it. Yeah, the rotary so is going to scalp much, much higher. Than right. It. Yeah. Yeah. So. I tell people that all the time. A lot of times people say, oh, I need to get my lawn a lot flatter before I put a real mower on it. Mm-hmm. That's not true at all. The f- real mower will make your lawn look flatter after you mow it with right. that. It's not that, the, it's not that people have flattened their lawns. It's that using a real makes it look flatter. So if that's what you're waiting on is to flatten or to level your lawn, don't, don't wait on that. A real will make it look much flatter than it is. And I can attest to that with with the bumpy lawn that I've talked about that I have right now. So the first few weeks that I lived here, I I had ordered a real mower. It hadn't come in yet. I was renting a rotary mower from mm-hmm. Home Depot, and it was a Honda. It was a real nice, nice Honda mower. And 
it would do a good job, but I had to mow very high, you know, because of all the lumps. And I was still scalping a few areas, even mowing it high. And then my real mower came in and I started mowing with that. And I would, the first strip, I was amazed at the difference that it made. And even my wife came out and she, she said, that looks really good. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's one way to take your lawn to the next level for sure. It is is a real mower. Did you notice a difference in how it cut versus the rotary? Not just that it wasn't scalping, but the cut itself. Yeah. The cut was much Mm -hmm. better. And I think that was what the, I think that was actually the difference that my wife noticed was the way that the that the grass looked after I had mowed that first strip of, of lawn. Now, were you it, taking it down a level? Or I something? took it down some, and I had to actually, cause I, I, the real mower that I have now will not mow as high as that. Oh, is what the <laughs> that what? Honda rotary motor mower will. So. Well, of course. Yeah. But you probably won't even mow as high as the lowest setting on that. Or yeah, maybe I, I would probably be close. Yeah. With the real mowers. The, the next question is how many, how many blades do you get, right? Five, right. seven, 10, 12? Right. What do you have now? I have a seven blade. That's so what I have as well. I, I kind of went in the middle. Well, and the difference between the number of blades is how fine of a cut, right? Right. So the problem with it is the more blades you have, you're going to have a very fine cut. Mm. And the, then the problem is that you cannot let it get too high because it will not mow it if it gets high. Right. Um, it's just the blades are too close together. It will, it'll stop it up. Um, it'll bind it so you have to mow more often but you get a much cleaner mow with the more blades you have but i think a seven is a good middle of the road Mm -hmm. Uh, five's a little low now if you're doing the push you might want to do a five that's that's exactly what i was going to say i Mm -hmm. i had a five blade push mower the manual reel Mm -hmm. that i used on my last lawn and it it, there was a difference you could tell a difference between it and my rotary there even though i wasn't mowing that much lower Mm -hmm. with that but the cut was was better and it was it, i bought it used for one hundred dollars yeah so it was it wasn't expensive at all to do that it's just you know if you have a small lawn and you don't mind getting out there and pushing that thing it's a good exercise for <laughs> it sure. is yeah. yeah yeah you gotta have a pretty good pace to keep the the reel spinning yeah fast enough to do it well if you're gonna use a mango mower it's definitely some exercise in but then you have the options of uh, gasoline or electric. I see that exactly. this is our next topic on yeah. here. I've only ever had gasoline ones. That's all I've had with the mowers too. And I actually, when I was looking at the uh, real mowers before I actually bought one, I was looking at electric. Which so ones did you look at? I looked at, and I was looking at the cheap ones. That may have swayed my decision a little bit because a lot of those didn't go down to the, you know, the really low height of cut. And some of them you couldn't even adjust. But I was looking at like this, the Sun Joe, the Greenworks, Greenworks, Mm -hmm. that about that level. Now, I know there are some other manufacturers that on the higher end Mm -hmm. that have electrics. I know Swordman has an electric. I think McLean has an electric. I'm mm-hmm. not positive of that one, though. But there are some higher ends that have electric. And essentially, all they're doing is the same frame as, like, the mower I have, the, the, the Swordman is the same frame. They just put an electric motor on it with a lithium-ion battery. And I, I wish I'd gotten one of those just because it's a little bit less work having to charge it and just go than uh, maintain it with the right. oil and so you, gas. Yeah, you don't so. have to change the oil, and you don't have to keep going to buy 
uh, gas with, for it. And yeah, with the advancements in batteries now, I I, I kind of leaning towards the electrics, uh, or at least my next one will probably be electric. I'll do some good research on it, but I I think the electrics might be the way to go in the future, just because of the the ease of use. I even noticed, and I think you pointed this out too, that at many of the big box stores, Sam's, Lowe's, Home Depot, those places, a majority of the options in lawnmowers, rotary lawnmowers I'm talking about, are electric. They are a lot better than they used to be. I remember when I switched to an electric weed eater, Mm -hmm. you know, I always used gas before and... Yeah, I did too. And the electric weed eaters that I had prior to the, you know, using gas for several years were, they weren't even in the same class no. as the as the gasoline ones you could buy back then. But now I have an electric one that, I mean, it works just as good as any gasoline yeah. as far as cutting. And then I don't have to worry about, you know, having to try to start it, having to maintain it, having to yep. change the carburetor on it or anything like that you know yeah, that's, you just that ends up being the problem you right. end up letting the gas sit over the winter right if you don't drain it if you're not meticulous about it then you end up having to replace the carburetor or clean the carburetor at least at a minimum to be honest it's a little painful to start those it is <laughs> definitely yeah so. there's many times you'd see me cussing in my driveway <laughs> <laughs> trying to st- start that yeah <laughs> gasoline lawnmower and now it's just simply you put a battery in and go and the battery lasts for a long time i know you have an acre, I have an here. acre and mine lasts for the whole acre Does i have it, no, yeah. i've never run out before it's come real close mm-hmm. and that's not just using it as a weed eater but i also have a blower for attachment and an edger attachment yeah. so i've done all of that and mm-hmm. i don't recall any time i've ever run out i have a quarter of an acre and that's about what i had at my last place and i had a lot of weed eating at the last place because there were a lot of a lot of the terrain where you couldn't mow with anything other than oh, a yeah. weed eater and the battery life was really good so probably my next purchase of a lawnmower in the next few years i probably won't be in the market for a while but i'm sure it'll be an electric it's just so much easier to handle yeah i i would probably go to electric as well so that's getting into i mean the next thing that you have on your list here is robot mowers right they're all electric all electric, yeah. Yeah. So people have probably seen the post by now. Momotion, robot lawnmower company, it's a startup. They contacted us and offered us a Luba 5000 to do a review. Now, everything up front, they did give it to us for free to review, but it's not going to change my review of it. I'm not going to be biased one way or the other. I wanted to see if it's at all even possible to do what we're doing in our lawn with an electric robot lawnmower. And I've looked at these for years. And for a long time, you had to have a perimeter wire, kind of like the invisible fence for your dog. And this is the first one I've seen. There's a couple others out there now, too, that doesn't take a perimeter wire. So this one here, you drive it around the lawn. You tell it what the parameters are of your lawn. You mark off some no-go zones, and it does it on its own. And it's all electric. It's not using blades. It's not a real mower. It's not using um, rotary it's completely different than anything I've ever seen. It's actually a disc under there with razor blades that spin, and they just cut the grass real fine. So it will not mow. It doesn't do a real good job on tall, thick grass, or tall grass, I should say. It does fine on thick grass as long as you're not taking a lot off. But 
I've been very impressed with this one so far. I'm going to put out a video at some point and um, tell, tell you guys a little bit more about it. But so far, jury's still out, but it's done really well. I really like the robot lawnmower. So and in this 100-degree heat that we've had here for the last two weeks, it's better than me getting out there. I'm not sure how this is going to go. My uh, jury is still out on it. We're still doing some testing with it, but I've been impressed so far. So I know that you have a large area in the mm-hmm. back that you were using a riding lawnmower for. So I guess this robot lawnmower, just you don't have to worry about that anymore at all. Well, that was the idea. Yeah. So I have three different areas of my lawn, right? So I have a green space area that I, I mow rarely. It's not sodded. I mow it very high. And that I typically just use my riding lawnmower and set at the highest setting. It's very dusty back there. And I, I just keep it mowed down to keep the snakes and varmints away. And then I have the backyard, which is fenced in area. And about half of that is sodded. The other half is seeded. And I mow that with my riding lawnmower about two inches. And that was the idea for the robot lawnmower. That's what I was going to do with it. Use it for that section. And then the front yard is kind of the, the display piece, right? So I guess I have a uh, lawn mullet going on the business in the front (laughs) and the party in the back with the long grass in the back and short in the front. And so in the front yard, I've been using a real mower for years and keeping that about a half inch to an inch with the real mower. The idea with the robot was to, I could probably get rid of the middle part, right? The the backyard that's fenced in. You just use the robot for that because I'm mowing it at two inches anyway. And then occasionally do the green belt. However, I have tried it on the front. I've been using it on the front, and I am impressed so far with the results. Now, the only problem I've had so far is it only goes down to 1.2 inches. So, and I typically mow seven, yeah, about a half inch to, yeah, usually a half inch, three quarters inch, sometimes an inch. So I can't get down as low as I was, but one inch isn't bad, and it looks pretty good. It hasn't scalped anything. It's done a really good job in the front yard, but mostly I got it to maintain. I tell you what, if you talk about mowing often, it's a lot easier to mow often when you got somebody or something, the robot doing it for you. You can mow two to three times a week and not think about it. You can mow every other day, which is what a lot of people do with these robots. So I've been impressed with it so far. We'll see. I'll give you guys more review after after I've used it for a while and, and kind of got a better idea. But so far, it's been pretty good. You think that maybe it would replace what you're doing in the front? I think with, it with the real. Yeah, the jury's still out right now, but I, the competition's going to be there. Yeah, I, I think you could probably, you could set it for maintaining the lawn and then using a real mower when you wanted to. Or if you're going on vacation, you know, yeah. might be good to, so you're not coming back to a real thick, uh, tall lawn, not having to hire somebody to do it. I mean, it, it is easy. Yeah, I think it could possibly give real mowers a run for the money. We'll see. So how do you feel about it mowing when you're not here? Are you comfortable with it going while you're not able to check on it periodically? I am. So I've been running it in the backyard at night about bedtime and then get up the next morning to a completely freshly mowed lawn. And I don't have to think about it. It doesn't dive off into the pool, which is was one of my concerns. It'll go off right. course or something like oh, that. Yeah. Take it, off down the street. <laughs> yeah, take off down the street. Now, the the drawback is is that you got to let it in and out of the gate for the front yard because it has a charging station, right? So just like a Roomba vacuum cleaner, right? It's, it's got a charging station it's going to sit on. And getting it to the front yard, it'll, it'll drive to the front yard, but somebody's got to be there to open the gate or you're going to have to figure out some way to 
let it through the gate, through your fence, into the front yard. And that's the, the biggest drawback for being out of town would just be being here to open the gate and let it in and out. Yeah, I, I think it, it could possibly, it, it'll definitely replace mowing in the backyard with the right mower. But I'm, I haven't figured out a good alternative to me opening the gate. But opening the gate is a small price to pay if you're not actually having to push a mower yourself. So do you, you see this as like the the wave of the future that everybody will be mowing their lawns? I do. I, I, I And I think it's happening faster than people realize. I, I would say in the next five years, it's going to be the majority of probably what's sold. Because think about it. Those of us that are on the facebook page we're the lawn care nerds right we're right. we're the nerds we're the ones wanting to get out there mm-hmm. but most people don't right most of my it's neighbors a chore right most it's a of, chore that has a, to be done right yep. my next door neighbor is an older lady um elderly lady who pays somebody 150 dollars a week and um or every two weeks to come mow her lawn and these mowers are expensive but the luba 5000 which does an acre and a quarter Cost around twenty eight, twenty nine hundred dollars, but at one hundred and fifty dollars every two weeks. I mean, she's paying that much because she has an acre, but that's three hundred dollars a month she's paying. It wouldn't take long to pay for itself. There's a lot of room for improvement on these right now. I mean, the the hardware is great, the software is coming along, mm-hmm. but I think in the next few years it will be the primary thing that people that view the lawn as a chore will be purchasing. Yeah. And maybe some of the enthusiasts, if we can get it to mow lower, yes, put some stripes on it. Yeah, no, it will stripe, and that's something I should yeah. say. I should have brought up. It won't stripe to the degree that a real mower will, but it does leave some stripes. This thing mows back and forth in a straight line. You can change the angle, right, and change up the pattern. You can even do a diamond pattern with this thing. So it's pretty amazing. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like that's the way to go. It frees up a lot of time. It does. It saves me about three hours a week. Yeah. So that and that's not that I'm not doing lawn stuff because now I'm doing the other stuff that right. I've been putting off, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That frees up time to to be working mm-hmm. on the the weeding and the fertilizing yeah. and and all of that stuff. That and aeration and sand leveling, right. you know, it gives you extra time for all that. So and I think even with the robot mower, you still have a need for other mowers because. Yeah. You can't scalp with the robot. Right. It won't even go below 1.2 inches, right? So I can't Mm -hmm. scalp with it. So I I will still have my mowers. Also, it won't pick up anything. So since it's not a rotary blade, there's no suction like on a regular rotary lawnmower. So you're not going to pick up the leaves that have dropped. Or Yeah, or even this is the dead grass. If you let it go a little too long and it's Mm -hmm. cutting it low, it'll cut it, but it's just going to leave it there on the lawn. So I've been using my riding mower as a giant vacuum cleaner here lately. <laughs> um, um, just to pick up the the dead stuff on the grass. It's interesting. Um, I'll be very interested. I'm very interested in seeing what you think of it after. Yeah, and no, don't get me wrong. I love doing weeks. the lawn, and I love mowing the lawn. I've always enjoyed it. I've been doing it since I was 12. Uh, but I'm also a technology geek, right? Which you know mm-hmm. very well. I enjoy the technology. I enjoy playing with it and figuring it out. I have a higher tolerance than most people for the quirks of technology. I will tell you it's a little quirky still. The app is a little quirky. And I'll be covering all this in that video at some point, but it's probably not quite ready for everybody just to go adopt. But if you if you have a tolerance for figuring things out and you enjoy it, then you might enjoy it. I tell you the the, the thing hasn't got stuck in the lawn anywhere. My my biggest issue has just been um mapping the lawn and, and my own it, everything has been me trying to figure it out. It, right. And it's not as in 
intuitive as I would like on that app. So it's just been trial and error and me figuring it out. So it's it's nothing to do with the mower necessarily. It's just mm. the app could be a little bit more intuitive. And opening the gate. Yeah, <laughs> and opening the gate for sure. Right. Yeah. If you get it to do that on its own, then you're good. Yeah, and yeah. I, I see a I see in the future a business model of instead of having a landscaper come out and mow your lawn, a landscaper comes by, drops one off, hooks it up, maps your lawn for you, and comes by monthly to check on it for you. That's probably where it's going. And, you know, when he comes by monthly, he could probably do the edging at that time because you could get away with edging once a month. Especially um, if you're mowing every other day with the Right. Yeah. And robot. I, I see that the future of lawn care, at least the professional lawn care business. Yeah, I mean, that would be ideal for my elder, elderly neighbor who can't get out there and do it herself. A, lawn, a robot lawnmower, if she was paying half, you know, $150 a month to have this service be a lot cheaper than what she's paying to have somebody physically come out there. Uh, I could absolutely see a market for this. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. There'll yeah, be I'm more really, to come on that. I'm really interested. So are we ready to do some Facebook shout outs? Yeah, absolutely. Who would he got? Today we have Eric Baker. So this is uh, Eric Baker said that he got his uh, rider out today for preparation of tomorrow's cut before vacation pre-cut before the cut, which is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, We've all done that. A kid a couple houses down came and asked to borrow his leaf blower. And then he asked to borrow the string trimmer and then offered to pay him to To borrow his stuff to to do this. Yeah. String trim, which was kind of ridiculous for a kid to offer that. But yeah. And he's 10 years old. His parents are separating and uh, now cutting the grass is this kid's responsibility. And so he's Eric says, when I was 10 years old, Ten, I wasn't this interested in lawn care stuff. It's crazy that I'm having my grass conversations with a 10-year-old. I don't know. I really don't have a post here. But I think that's an awesome post. It is yeah, an awesome there. post, Eric. Yeah. And I did comment on this post. And just shoot me your address. Do uh, Send me your address in a DM. I'll send you and him both a BLD sticker. And, and it's awesome that you're taking the time to visit with this kid and talk about lawn care. And it gives him a, a, a great... It gives him somebody to look up to and to talk to. He probably needs that mentor right now and with his family stuff going on. So it's great. I appreciate that you put that post out there, Eric. It was really refreshing to see. And then our next one is Will Palmer. So he, and I I added this one because this is really relevant to what we're talking about today. So he bought three acres. Um, Mm -hmm. He's putting in a hybrid Bermuda and he's asking what's the best cutting rotary mower. Um, I just don't feel like mowing, <laughs> real mowing three acres is in the cards. No, you don't want a 20-inch mower. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> for three yeah. acres, for sure. Yeah, that would take you all day long. It'd be time to start yeah. mowing at the front again once you stop. Once you, yeah, when you finish that, yeah. And so uh, he got several responses, lots mm-hmm. of feedback on this. And um, he actually showed which one he was getting, which is a very nice lawnmower. It's a Walker uh B27i. It's a very nice professional yeah, mower. That, very uh, nice. Yeah. But you know, for other people who maybe are also curious about options in this case, I have a John Deere. I think it's the E780, I think is what mm-hmm. it is. What It has four scalping wheels on it, and it works very well for Bermuda. I, I, How to with Doc had talked about this particularly about using a a rotary lawnmower for your ride mower. And this was one of the ones he suggested. Anything with four scalping wheels, though. A lot of these riding mowers 
only have two scalping wheels. Right. So the back of it is just dragging or not dragging, but it's going to set lower. But if you have those four scalping wheels, it'll keep you much more level and take some time leveling that deck and keeping your blades sharp. You can do just fine with, with the riding mower. Now you're going to have to mow a little higher because that deck is so big. It'll, it'll hover over the high areas and it'll scalp if you're not careful, if you don't mow high enough. But I've used it by backyard for several years at about two inches and it looks great. Yeah. But yeah. I sure Amazing. wouldn't want to be. Well, walking three acres. Yeah. He he also added uh, to everyone that recommended a triplex reel mower. I don't want the headache that comes with owning one. They so are lot, maintenance intensive yeah, for sure. A lot, lot less maintenance, maintenance if you get a riding lawnmower. And like Skip, Skip said, I mean, uh, Will got a very, very nice mower. Yeah, that it looked really nice. It wouldn't be in my budget. There's there's options out there for every budget. And, yeah. and he got several good recommendations from the group too. I appreciate everybody taking the time to encourage each other and help with those types of decisions. And, and yeah. it's great that you're sharing your experiences and asking the questions too. Yeah. yeah. If, if you don't find your question out there, then ask it. Yeah. Someone absolutely. else is probably wondering the same thing. Yeah. There's no dumb questions. Somebody mentioned that today on the Facebook group. There, there are no dumb questions. We have answered probably most of the questions that come up, not us necessarily, but somebody has answered them. So you can often search and find the answer on the Facebook group. But if not, just ask the question. People are very helpful. It's a very uh, inclusive community. Yeah. And, you know, we often think of uh, the men that are doing the lawn, but there are a lot of women in our group. Yes. And I shout out to all of those ladies that are out there taking care of the lawns and finding out more about it. We haven't forgot you. We know that you're out there, and we appreciate you too. Yes. And appreciate that you're there. This is not a men-only club. Exactly. It's just a, yeah. a lawn care nerd club is all it is. Yeah. So we yeah. appreciate you. We if see you love you. lawns, and this is a group yeah, for you absolutely be sure and join us for our next episode where we're covering pest control shaded area problems and we'll talk about how to get your lawn striped those will sound like some great topics yeah. thanks for joining us everybody we'll see you next week thanks for joining us on this episode of the bld podcast we hope you enjoyed our lawn care discussions and the lawn beer of the week remember as we sip and tend to our lawns let's get greener together keep mowing keep sipping and keep dominating those lawns. Until next time, stay green and cheers.